Hey y'all, welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank, and today I'm joined by Scott Wilkie. How you doing, Scott? I'm good, man. How are you? Doing great. Uh, we are talking about your brand new comic, Cupid. Can you break down Cupid for us? Certainly. Uh, it takes place in the Periwinkle universe, so it's uh, shortly after the events that kind of start that book. Santa's been murdered by Krampus. Uh, we now find the world's, you know, kind of devoid of love. Um, everybody's uh, really hating each other, and uh, that's really bad for business for the god of love. So yeah, uh, starts turning to um, less than scrupulous activities to make ends meet, and that's kind of where we find him. He's he owes a large sum of money to a loan shark, and uh, he's gonna have to call upon his old friends, Tooth Fairy and Boogeyman, to kind of get him out of the bind. <laughs> I like that your old friend is the boogeyman. Yeah. <laughs> Why delve into this world, this kind of mythology? What was the idea behind that? Uh, I've, it, I mean, with Periwinkle, it all started. I, I love the holidays. I love uh, Christmas. You know, I, I really love that kind of um, European lore of Krampus, Belsnickel. Um, and then I really wanted to do something with that. And once I wrote that one, I was doing some interviews and people were like, you know, are we going to get to see what happened to the world since Santa died? And I'm like, you know, not in this one because it's more character driven on Periwinkle. But, you know, that really got my gears turning. And so I wanted to explore that, but maybe not from the lens of a human, from the lens of all the kind of surrounding characters that of those mythos. So, you know, Easter Bunny, Jack Frost, Cupid. Um, and Cupid was just to me a logical kind of first step into that world because uh, the world's kind of going, you know, down the pooper. So what's that look like love wise for the God of love? Yeah. And I like the idea that there is a world where all of these godlike creatures exist alongside humanity and yeah. that there was some sort of balance that they had created the, the gods of this, this world. Um, what is Cupid's job now? If, if love is falling apart. And that's really kind of where he's at. He doesn't really have one, you know, he's, okay. he's, trying to make ends meet with people um the you'll find out that you know the juice uh his love potion he's used the last of it uh trying to keep okay. an old girlfriend so he's really kind of in a sense powerless um mm. so we're really finding him at the kind of the bottom of the barrel he's he's really down and out so um yeah it's just it's it, I, I think it's a cool way to kind of a cool lens to view this world now from um so yeah yeah, it's it's fun now, and of course, right away you're thinking like, oh, "What's next?" You're building this whole world. Yeah, Easter Bunny. You mentioned Easter Bunny and stuff like that. So, uh, really, it's endless. There's all kinds of different mythos that we could dig into at this point. That's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's really not a spoiler. I've kind of teased it before, but my next outing is going to be Jack Frost. So, we're currently working on that one right now. So, I'm excited. That's cool. Uh, who are the artists on this book that that you're working with this time? Uh, it's going to be the same artist as did Periwinkle, and that's Arturo Mesa. So uh, he does the everything. He does the the line art, inking, colors, everything. He's just a, wow, a, a one stop shop. He's just, yeah, he's just crazy, crazy talented. That is amazing. Yeah, it's beautiful work. Uh, how did you meet Arturo? I, I got to give it up to Mike Tiener. Um, he's because mm -hmm. we were we were shopping um, artists during the Periwinkle um, the build. And I had somebody that I was working with. They got like five pages in. They bailed on me. Um, and then Mike sent me over this Instagram to Arturo. And I'm like, holy cow. All right, this is it. And yeah, it's it's been a great relationship. He's, Arturo is just amazing. He, um, he really fleshes out the world. I mean, and I don't yeah. 
typically try to drive him much because he's got it. So, you know, I'm like, whatever you think is going to look good for a character, run for, run with it, man. Yeah, it, it it has this very professional vibe, too, I got to say, that like this Arturo is, feels like Im- image or, you know, a Marvel level yeah. or DC, DC, really. Yeah, it feels very good. For sure, yeah. I, I, it's I, I, I liken it to how people must have felt, kind of like running into Spielberg in like film school or something. I'm like, this guy's yeah. going to be huge, and the fact that I got him at the beginning of his career is just—it's a blessing. It, it, it can't be understated how important the artwork is to covers, especially because if you think about when you go to those local comic book shops, there are so many times where I've tried something new just because, man, that cover's too cool to pass up. And then, right. of course, it's the writer that has to keep you there. But yeah, it's just important yeah. to grab that good artist; they're worth it. Totally. Comic books, amazing medium, of course. What got you into comic books? Were you reading them as a kid? I was, yeah. Uh, it started, I was a child, you know, young, and my mom would pick me up Superman comics from the grocery store. So he was kind of my entry point into that world and um, always read them, never really considered writing for them. Um, I went to college and then, you know, film school and I wanted to go to Hollywood and some things, you know, didn't work the way I wanted to. So that didn't pan out. Um, but I had that, you know, knowledge and script writing experience. So I'm like, how can I kind of use that? And we were at a Comic-Con and I was just talking to some of the the writers, you know, um, and one was just like, yeah, just, I found a guy, he drew the book and da, 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 da. I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm like it never really dawned on me until that moment for some reason. Um, yeah. but that I went home that night, talked to my wife and I started knocking out some scripts and here we are. What aspects of filmmaking is useful in comic books? Oh man, it's that, it's just that, cause it's, you know, you're basically storyboarding, you know, um, right. comics are storyboards. So that whole part really came into effect and was really useful in that. Cause I'd already had experience storyboarding, um, laying out kind of the visuals, the perspectives, the angles. Um, so yeah, I was, now it's just a matter of, you know, instead of using a, a video camera, you're just having somebody <laughs> use their hand and drawing it out, you know? Yeah. Do you structure your comic books the same way you would a movie with the three act structure or something like that? Is there, is there kind of that For same sure. thought process? Yeah. yeah. And that's, I, I think, and, and Arturo, I think really melds well with me too, because he's got a very cinematic style. Uh, he never has yeah. like these straight on shots. It's always these really unique kind of maybe low angle or, action poses um it's like watching like you know Zack snyder <laughs> work yeah. um uh, he's just got a really great visual um way to tell story so yeah that definitely definitely one one of the panels is cupid looking to the side and that smoke coming out and you're almost like oh i can imagine the zoom on this you know exactly <laughs> right <laughs> i know it's he's and again i mean i it's cool because it's almost like you know, we're, we're melding minds because he just, he gets it with very little instruction. And what's funny too, is he doesn't speak that great of English. Yeah. Um, he actually told me that he learned all of his English from Tarantino films. So wow. I'm like that. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I was like, what a, I'm like, you don't use enough F-bombs. To, I was just to thinking like, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, it makes sense now when I'm seeing the world that he built, that he, that he's drawn <laughs> your world, that he's, he's put a very Tarantino feel on it now. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It, t- it totally informs everything he's done. So it's <laughs> awesome. That is good. Uh, has there been any, so probably filmmakers, is there anybody that's an inspiration to you that, that you've seen as like, Nolan or something like that that you seem to like try to try to 
mirror a little bit. Yeah, there are actually. I mean, I think from a storytelling perspective, the Coen brothers have always been mm-hmm. something I hearken to. Um, yeah, I was just telling the guys in the bad bug chat yesterday, kind of going over old brother where art thou and oh, God, that, that's right. <laughs> just the subtle storytelling thing, you know, where the, the fact that, you know, Everett didn't know like soggy bottom boys were becoming a huge hit. And that scene right at the end where he starts singing to the crowd and it goes wild. And that, that little exchange he has with the guys look wise, yeah. it's just, it's that subtle payoff, you know, and, it's it's stuff like that that I try to emulate. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm anywhere near a Cohen brother, but um, it's what I I enjoy and like, and you know, and I, I grew up on like '90s action films. The Mummy is my favorite film. I think it's a perfect mm-hmm. film. Um, yeah. So stuff like that. It's just I, I try to emulate and kind of pull from all my my loves and passions, and yeah. God, you got good taste. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <yeah. laughs> Oh man. Uh, yeah. God, that's, that's all good stuff there. Uh, so Coen brothers and stuff like that. Very good. Also going with bad book. How's your experience with them? I love those guys. Oh, it's been amazing. Yeah. I mean, I've been with Mike since pretty much the inception of it. Uh, we did Mm -hmm. under city tales. What was that? Like 2018. And, uh, we were chatting and he was talking about how he, you know, his, his dreams to start his own publishing house. And I'm like, any way I can help you achieve that dream, man, let me know. So uh, been riding alongside on his coattails this whole time and it's just been a blast and as we bring in new people like that they, they, they meld it's just like a big family over there it's it is such a good team uh i've done a lot now with alan dunford who does focus yeah. Hocus and grandma chainsaw and of course he's worked with them as well and um yeah i'm happy to see uh Pocus Hocus is coming home it's gonna be back again yeah so we're very so happy cool. about that yeah <laughs> I get, I think that might be a little bit of a spoiler. Actually, I'm not supposed to be knowing about Pocus Hocus the next one, but yeah. Anyways, <laughs> <it's gonna be laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, yeah. So that's I, I love it. I love that you're working with that. Such a great team. Uh, Periwinkle's the start of this. Where did you get that that idea for Periwinkle in the first place? Using this world, I wanted to do a Christmas story, and okay, you know, I didn't want Santa to be the the protagonist, the hero. You know, there's much better books like Klaus out there, Klaus out there. Um, and then yeah. film wise too, same type of thing. Um, so I was like, what's the next player or who's from that world I could, you know, use. And mm-hmm. an elf was like the next logical step. Um, and then this kind of elves that the elf I had imagined was kind of like half in and half out of this world. Um, he, he didn't grow up in the North pole. He was kind of found, um, had a really uh, rough upbringing. Um, and I just loved kind of that, view of everything and him finding purpose through santa and then having that like just ripped from him and like what would that do to somebody uh what kind of links would they go to not only maybe kind of regain purpose but then to kind of get revenge for the people who took it from him Um, do you it's kind of to me especially with cupid as well we're seeing it kind of a pulp magazine vibe um Is that something that you want to lean in on more is, is going into that genre or are you trying to eventually branch into maybe fantasy or, or sci-fi with some of your world that you're building? I think I, yeah, I definitely want to branch out cause I don't want every, anything to be just like one arena uh, with this world. I want everything to kind of, I want there to be different tones visually story wise. Um, and that's why Jack Frost is going to be a, a departure um, kind of from oh. what we're used to and Cupid's a huge departure from Periwinkle. So I'm really trying yeah. to kind of broaden that 
Um, cause again, I, it, it can get stagnant, you know, there's, mm-hmm. and that's the last thing I want. Um, and I know like shared universes is <laughs> I'm like probably 15 years behind. Um, but you know, and there's people who've done it way better, like William Joyce with the guardian series. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I, I just wanted to take that and then put my own dark twisted spin on all of it. So well, that was my next question is, are you going to be trying to focus solely on your shared universe or are you going to try to just like, is this your starting point? And you want to eventually make more comics in other worlds. Yeah. I, I, I think once I have kind of a overall encompassing idea of what I want to do with this, but I do, I have a ton of other ideas I want to pursue. Um, just kind of putting all my, um, my focus and energy on this right now. And all the other titles I got running for bad book, keep me plenty busy. Cause I, I write Bobby yeah. Joe, serial killer, monster world, dead and moon. So, um, yeah. I'm allowed. To, it's really nice because I get to explore all all the genres, all this the fat, like everything. It's just um, an all you can eat buffet of storytelling. So amazing! I again just off of Periwinkle, and then, then this ash can here. Uh, I, I it's such a professional comic book. I want to say that again, and so well written, so cinematic. I want to make sure people get their hands on this. Uh, when can people start getting this into their pocket, into their hands? When can people start supporting this campaign? Is what I mean. We're hopefully launching, I don't know if we're going to make it before Valentine's Day, but we're going to be around that time period. Um, okay. And yeah, and if people who haven't read Periwinkle yet, there's going to be a really great opportunity to get Periwinkle on the Cupid campaign. And then you're going to get a very exclusive, uh, we're only doing it for this Kickstarter, uh, copy of um, um, Cupid that's got this um, virgin cover that has um, Periwinkle and Cupid on it. And it's this really cool art style that Arturo kind of played around with. And it, it, it doesn't look like Arturo style. So, I mean, again, the guy's a freaking magician, how he does this stuff, but yeah, it's a, it's going to be exclusive to that. So if you haven't gotten your copy of Periwinkle, now is the time to do it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Definitely got to do that then guys. It's totally worth investing your time into not only Scott, but just this world he's building. Uh, where can people follow up on you? Cause I know that this is going to be just the beginning of a really large career. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I'm I'm all over the social medias, um, TikTok. I'm awkward skull. Uh, Facebook. I'm usually posting the most at um, Twitter. I'm uh, Swilky uh, Swilky Smooth S W I L K E Smooth, um, and then Instagram Scott Wilkie twenty four. Okay, which one are you using the most nowadays? I know it's so hard. It's such a shifting landscape nowadays. Right. I'm trying, I mean, I'm boomering it, but I'm trying to like really get into TikTok. So I usually just like yeah. kind of share my TikToks across those other platforms. Just, uh, I love like, you know, the little, and I get to post like the, the trailers, um, for everything. I don't know. I just like the algorithm. I feel like the algorithm favors you more on TikTok. Yeah. It gives you a little bit better of a more. shot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's probably where you can find me uh, mostly. Yeah. I'm- Side note, really, but I'm learning the SEO stuff a little bit better about TikTok to where it's like, okay, hashtags are somewhat important, but it seems like the SEO now is starting to be, I don't know. It's, oh, it's, dude, I need it's to pick your brain. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, I need help on that because I'm trying to figure it out because the one thing works, one thing doesn't. I'm like, man. Oh, yeah. Is- it's, it's tough out there, guys. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> the is. Creators. So we're going to have the links to all your guys, all the socials in the description, guys. Start following up. Let's follow that TikTok account. Let's get it big. Um, Man, I, I've really enjoyed talking to you, Scott, and I hope we can come back when we got the next part of this Jack Frost coming up. Dude, yeah, I totally appreciate you having me, and yeah, I look forward to talking to you more. Yeah. All right, guys, links in the description for everything. Again, follow Scott on everything. 
And then we're going to also have that. The very first link will be the Kickstarter. So you guys can be notified when that releases. And that's going to be really cool. All right, guys. Thank you again for joining us. And we'll see you next week. Bye.